Welcome to the Esports Report, Episode 2, Season 1. I'm your host, Ashley Hodge, with my co-host... Will Nix. How's it going, folks? Two episodes. Ah! And hopefully, we've learned a little bit more... Well, I've learned a little bit more about audio. <laughs> and we sound just a teeny-weeny a little bit better. Shots being fired across the bow today. <laughs> I don't know what it is with my co-host, but she's got she's got an uppity on me, people. Uppity. Oh, <laughs> How are you doing, Ashley? I am doing fantastic. How are you? Long school day, but doing good. Doing good. It is. Um, man, I wish I could just podcast full time. Yes. Uh, not that I don't like my job. It's just. No, like, I love my job. It's, but it's, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. And uh, so, Ashley, what are we talking about today? All right. Today, we're going to talk about a couple of things. Number one, we're going to define what we think esports is. Oh, uh, I like it. Number two, we're going to talk about how to start your program at your school right now. Hey, I don't know about you, but I think we've got some of the best of the business about starting programs because we've done it. I've done it twice. twice <laughs> and then number three, we're going to talk about how you coach each of the individual games. Hey, we're going to talk about what is esports? What is its definition? Ashley, give me your definition of esports. Hey, I think any esports should be a competition between teams it should be a team-based game amen i think that is the fundamental of it if not it's just a head-to-head video game competition to me if you're not working together in a group i guess that's kind of the old coach in me where i don't like individual sports and i like it where a team has to compete i think i agree with you 100 on that definition i will say that that is changing based on game companies. Yes, I'm seeing that too. Um, I know a couple of the games that we offer. Smash is single player, but with, with play versus, you have to register as teams, teams of three, right. even though it's never like 3v3, it's always 1v1. It's three, well, yeah, it's, it's three 1v1s and it's a best of three competition. And I think it's a plus and a minus to it. The fact that you just can't have the one dominant player who, you know, goes through and owns the season. So it, you know, it has to have a little more balance with teamwork. But at the same time, I think I would have preferred, and again, this is my preferral, would be if it was Smash 2v2. I think the kids would have a lot more fun. And, you know, in tactics where you're, you're you know, you get one who's more defensive. You get more of an aerial player. You've got someone who's, you know, your your, your grounded pounder. It, it, I, I just, to me, I think it's a missed opportunity. Yeah, and uh, they also did Madden and FIFA that way. It was 1v1. And, yes. you know, I was at the state championship this year, and they had FIFA, but they didn't have Madden. And it was just two kids, like, sitting across from each other on a PS4, just 1v1. I, I, my question would be, then why? You know, if it, why would why why do that way when the game itself? And again, I, I they have their reasons. And, and please do not think this is a bashing and play. Yes, it's something we just like to see an improvement of. Um, why when Madden and FIFA both have multiplayer settings that are really easy to implement for for competition? Yeah, I agree. It's not that we're trying to bash any company. It's no. just um, with esports, especially for high school, team, team-based team games is where it's yes. at. And also, I think it takes away from the toxic atmosphere that can develop in a 1v1 match. Mm-hmm. And I will say... Um, I don't know. I don't know if your school participates in the youth leagues that are in play versus they offer Overwatch and Fortnite. 
And if you look into Fortnite, they do have a solo, solo queues. Right. Playing. Right. And we've looked at them, but we've not really gotten them started yet. And I think that kind of leads to what, you know, our next subject is how to build a team. And then a future topic could be how to improve that team and uh, control the toxicity in that team. We'll get into player toxicity later because that's a whole nother segment for a whole nother day. <laughs> Heck, we, we can't even stop being toxic to each other, much less tell people how to keep their kids from being toxic. Uh, oh, my. True, true. Yeah, so let's talk about building programs. Now, actually, you've got a little more experience. You've built two programs, am I I'm correct? One big and one small. Um, okay, so when I first started out in esports in 2017, I was at a very, very large school, um, kind of yeah. close to uh, Florida. Okay. And... The support, once um, we got the ball rolling, was unbelievable. So what happened is, you know, I, I get an email from the AD. I apply for the job. I go in front of the board. We get it approved. Okay, so oh, we're approved. Okay. So the next step for me is to host a meeting to figure out, okay, how many kids are interested in this program? So I made an announcement and 400 students showed up. Holy cow. I was not prepared for that. Like I had to get a microphone and we originally were going to be in the media center and there were too many of them and I had to move to the lunchroom. That's some, wow. It, yeah. it was, it was huge. There were so. And that was only one game. I mean, that's only League of Legends, right? Mm-hmm. That was when it was just League of Legends, right? Wow. That's a lot of kids. <laughs> it was insane. Um, so what happened after that is, you know, some of them got weeded out because of the GHSA um, athletic student standards, like you have to right. be in all your classes, you have to have so many credits. So that kind of right. weeded them out to about 134. And after they figured out, like that, I wasn't going to play Call of Duty or offer that, it dwindled to about 75 my first year. That's still a ton of League of Legends players. That's, I mean, 25... <laughs> What okay, my bad at math, but 15 teams, right? 15 teams. I mean, yes. what you would end up having. Yeah, that's we did. crazy. Um, we flooded the um play versus uh ladder. I think you I think you bought got Adrian a raise, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> I, I'm hearing Adrian got a raise from you. Um I had a different experience. Um we didn't have any issue with you know getting started, things like that. We, they'd advertised it, and I was of course going to be doing it. Um but what's really funny is that so I you know it's like it's League of Legends and I and I just advertise that we're doing rock you know esports League of Legends and I maybe have had fifteen kids show up barely interested because <laughs> of League of Legends and then I had a couple of hardcore League of Legends players come in and so we were decent but it was so interesting and I, I'm sitting there thinking to myself and of course you know the question I got asked all the time <gasps> well are we going to do Apex Legend are we going to do are we going to do uh, Fortnite uh, uh, Mr News Mr News is Call of Duty I'm like, yeah. Oh, it's League of Legends. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, I will tell you also, I got parents involved like in my too. program yeah. very, very early. Like after the meeting, after the kids signed up, I, I hosted a parent night. Um, yeah. I got a co-coach, uh, Bobby Stinson. He helped me. Nice. And we just kind of talked to the parents and kind of addressed their concerns. And that was really key is make sure that you get parents on board because without oh, parents, yes. you're not going to have a program. That and um, with, with coming along with parents, make sure you have your technology team on board. IT department is your worst enemy or best friend 
depending on this. And so if you really, some schools I know of others out there that, you know, they get, they've got entire labs dedicated to esports and Forsyth County uh, <laughs> and other, other issues, you know, other stuff like that. Well, some of us, like I did, I, I mean, it's not that my IT department was supported, just didn't have the money. I had to go and get gaming computers and uh, yeah, God bless the fastest dog and certain families of mine who donated five top of the line gaming PCs. Now I, I will say for our gaming PCs, I got very lucky. Um, one of the students who was on the esports team, his dad was on the board of education and was like very supportive of esports. Oh, so, I'm jealous. <laughs> so what we did is we actually had CTAE business labs. That's where I was. Right. I had, I had four of those and they were all full of esports students at the end of the wow. day. And wow. so we updated those computers. So we got top of the line gaming PCs, but they doubled as computers that the business labs would use. So and it, it worked. That's, that what, that's what my system has done is that we have, um, I joined the CTA department right when I started doing esports, and my, my department chairs, my, my CTA director has been very kind and is, and, and we have ordered me several PCs that way. And they double because I use them as teaching PCs during the day mm-hmm. and I have them gave, gave me PCs in the evening and I'm slowly getting up there. I don't want to make my system sound unsupportive. We just didn't have the money at the time because we started immediately into esports. Mm-hmm. So over the time, you know, I've got, I've had, I had five computers donated. I now have 10 and, and we're building. So. Right. So if you're trying to get uh gaming PCs, a good idea is to have them double as like yes. class PCs that you could use for like graphic design, um, computer science, or in my case, you know, I teach audio and film at my, my new school. high end. Yeah. High end PCs. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very high we, end. we need those for editing. And I, a warning to coaches out there when you're building your program, if your school is Mac based, you're going to have some issues. I, I, I have a friend, I'm not going to say where the county is from, but he, another fellow North Georgia teacher who's, they had great Mac labs. I mean, great. And you know, we both, both of us can tell you, Editing and audiovisual on Mac is a lot better when it comes to editing. Yeah, uh, gaming not so much. Learning to play Rocket League or League of Legends on one of those can be pretty hard. Yeah, I just they're not supported like that no. well on the Mac, are they? No, they're really not. And it's it's not play VS. It's not even the companies. It's the games. The games are not because the market's not there. Let's just be honest. You know, Apple hasn't really pushed. You know, their their PCs are gamers. Which fantastically crazy to me because their PCs are powerful machines. It's I just think it's a matter of conflicting OSs and stuff like that. And I would also say that, um, well, before the p- pandemic and the, um, you know, the chip shortage that we're now facing, yes, PCs were just cheaper. Like Windows PCs were just cheaper than um, yes, Mac. yes. And so, you know, for a school that's on a budget, kind of like my new program, you want to get the most bang for your buck. So, you know, you want to go with something that that's can, not as high end as a Mac because a Mac can I, help you with gaming right and I, sorry i didn't mean to interrupt i was just you know one of those things that thought just pops in your head mm-hmm. and want to share it and i honestly if i was a coach starting today with all the selection of games i would probably stay stay you know stay you know steer my program away from any of the pc games right now because of the chip shortage issue because getting your hands on like your students probably own uh switches and ps4s etc and they may not own a good gaming pc so they could bring in those and if you work well with your your department like i my IT department set us up our own gaming network. So that way they could track and we would know who was on and when it was, and I could control those aspects. And they were really good about that. And so my kids could bring in their own equipment and protect our net. And I honestly, I think in a future episode is getting some of our IT people to be interviewed 
about some of the mm-hmm. their concerns about this because I know some school systems didn't join esports and haven't joined esports because they have network concerns. Like, and we can talk about that. Like, one of the biggest network concerns is Discord. Yes, uh, with schools, and you know, if you're a gamer, you know that that's how you primarily communicate when you're playing multiplayer games. And for a while, Discord was the only way that coaches and students could communicate. But now we have the in chat feature on the gonna, site, which is amazing. Okay, play BS. They get just give us some applause, Ashley. I mean, they building that in game chat was a game changer for coaches when it comes mm-hmm. to communication. Because I couldn't get on Discord, and I, I trust my my IPT people saying, "Hey, we could do it, but it would be a real nightmare for us. Could you work around it?" And I did texting, Google Docs, emails. I mean, you name it. Calling, Thank you, believe it. calling. Oh, you, you and I on the phone with each other. What's wrong? I don't know. Yeah. So kids just, talking to you at the same time when you're like oh my gosh you yeah, yell that by yeah, a kid what's going on and they're just like just i'm like yeah stop yeah stop yeah stop no, stop <laughs> so yeah no 100 percent. so thank you play vs i don't you know mm-hmm. i that was a game changer for me because any issue really could quickly be resolved um let's say matchmaking didn't work hey i'm creating a private match hey the code didn't work creating a private match i mean mm-hmm. just able just able to instantly communicate with that with multiple coaches and sometimes with a uh, play vs rep on as well during the playoffs that was extraordinarily helpful yes because in previous seasons you you just didn't have that so if you couldn't communicate via discord you 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 called or emailed or texted and kind of hoped that somebody hoped. up and if you're hopefully your phone hadn't been spammed so you're, you're you know showing up as blocked on the other end and yeah all yeah. the fun stuff um so i can tell you also about my my new program that okay. i started so I went from this really big giant program to this very like teeny tiny small program. So yeah. I've kind of had experience, you know, with both like a big program and a small program. Right. So the small program is not funded like the big program was. We self fund. And I do that by, I do charge the students to help pay for those fees to, a to player fund. fee. Yeah. 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 I charge like 25 per student because it's, it's, it's just not a well-funded school. We're we're a Title One school, and for those of you who are not in education who don't know, you know what that means. It just means it's a like a high poverty area, yes. and you know most schools in Georgia are Title One. Are, are Title One schools. We we qualify for that funding. So, and there's nothing wrong with being a Title One school. No, but, um, many, many 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 school systems are, mm-hmm. and I think really I, I think PlayVS has been really good about ha- helping school students in our schools when we have issues. Uh, again, shout out to Adrian who helped me out for a couple of seasons, knowing that I was just, I had, you know, my small school was trying to get started up and I was self-funded really did. I mean, really did help me out a good bit. I can't Adrian Risley. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be where I was as a coach if it wasn't for Adrian. Because we'd have been dead on the water if he hadn't stepped in and helped us a, a couple of times. Yeah. So I will say if you're kind of a small program like the one I'm in now, you might need to charge your students. Now it is 64 per kid to play, but oh. you might not need to charge them all of that because Play Versus has different like pricing tiered systems now. Mm-hmm. And so, not just that. Also, if you I mean, thankfully, they also offer a free two two free play options. I yeah, believe. free free Rock, play, play options now. Yeah, uh, Rocket League. Mm-hmm. And what, what's the other one? I'm blanking completely. Is, See, I thought I, I thought it was just Rocket League. I it's, it's, it's GH State Rocket League is the only only free one. That's right. 
I think that's if you're starting up a program, I would do that. I would use Rocket League and and build your program from there. Raise your mm-hmm. funds. I work the concessions at football games. I've raffled. I have fundraised. I've gotten donations. Uh, shout out to one of my sponsors for um, for my team, Woodland Woodland Life Insurance. Uh, uh, his son is on our team, uh, Mr. Garner, and he um, has he paid for our jerseys this year. I mean, I've gone out and I've I, again fastest dog donated almost twenty five thousand dollars in equipment. Uh, you just it, it doesn't hurt to ask. You'll be amazed who will say yes. Mm-hmm. Like reach out to to companies because they they want to get their foot in the door when yep. it comes to esports. Like we had a local sponsor, Soul Poly. You know, I did some film work for them over the summer. And they donated, you know, to the program. So we're able, we're actually working on jerseys. Yeah, my guys designed a hoodie that we're that we're using this year. And um, I was very proud. They they got this the new dragon design because that's our, our mascot. I'm not going into school names. We're trying to we're trying to avoid all that as much as possible. And it's not shame or anything, it's just keeping things private. I find fascinating is when the kids really get involved with that process. They want to look good. When you build a program, the other benefit, and this is why this is easy to sell to your ADs on this. No bus cost. We don't travel. Nope, no, no traveling. We no 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 bus time. And as an old coach, as an old man breaking down over here, I hate riding that bus. Oh, I hate riding that bus. <laughs> it's so nice to not have to travel. The only the only time you would travel is if you're in the state championship. And let's face it, uh, right now as things stand, those are only going to be Atlanta schools. Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm just telling you that this guy isn't wearing them right now, but he got a couple of rings. I, I have beat the mighty Forsyth County. <laughs> so yeah, so no travel. I'm trying to think what else. Oh, when you're building a program, in order like to help you secure funding, like having a social media presence also is a very yes. good thing. Like a Twitter, um, a Facebook, Facebook Instagram, Instagram. Yep. Like yep. you really want to like target specific groups so you can like raise awareness to your program and get that funding. And make sure you keep control of it. Do not trust a player or an athlete. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, you would think that'd be a common sense thing, to, but I've, I've run into coaches who have had that issue and I'm going, Ugh, careful. And also guys, a heads up, we will have a guest hopefully here pretty soon that don't kind of go in these rules a little more, but careful with Twitch, careful with Twitch and professionalism. So yeah, in another episode, we are going to like dissect the bylaws for GHSA for esports, just so everybody kind of knows what those are. Um, but especially with Twitch and students trying to like gain revenue outside of the esports games, like you just you need to be aware of what those rules are. Right. And again, what's really fascinating about esports is that we do fall under most of the regular GHSA rules. We, we we are not a club. We're not some local rec thing. We are a GHSA high school NFHS, NFHS recognized sport, not activity, not practice sport. And I think when I was building my program, that was the hardest thing to get across to people that this is not something we're just doing for fun anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I, hey, I enjoy playing League of Legends. Okay, but are you good? I enjoy winning. I like to win. You know what's fun to me is winning. And I, uh, starting my program with Rocket League in the second season, did not realize how good my guys were because we hadn't, there wasn't that many teams out there. There wasn't a lot of stuff going on. So we went from like just treating it like, oh, look, we're playing to, 
oh my gosh, we're about to win our first state championship in school history in 45 years. So yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. That, that when I first started my program at my my large school, I just, you know, I had to attend like a bunch of coaches meetings and I did too. just get ragged on by the other coaches because they're like, why are you here? You're not a sport. You're a club. And I'm like, it says sport in my in the name of what I'm doing yeah. electronic a sport sport <laughs> well what's I, I guess because I was already a coach um and I got jokes too I mean my my, my best friend Tony shout out to you man would <laughs> give me so much grief about it not being an actual sport but he recognized it for the skill level because uh sadly I lost my mother during season two um, and our season one, excuse me, it was after official season zero. Uh, and he stepped in and uh, covered for me a couple of times, along with uh, another parent friend, Christy Hobgood. It was, they saw that they couldn't play these. It wasn't like video games when I was a kid. You know, we all have that mindset that, you know, these are just video games. I can't play Rocket League like my boys and girls play Rocket League or Smash or anything like it's a whole nother skill set. I was gonna say I can hold my own with League of Legends against these scrubs. <laughs> yes, I maybe a little bit, but if okay, if there were some different games, maybe. If it was Madden, I got these guys all day long. No, not Rocket League. I, I get dizzy. <laughs> I, well, I did. So. There's just there's more involved with video games now, like playing it and being successful at it than what I think people realize. So I think that's a good segue to kind of talk about how how do you coach? How do you coach Ooh. these kind of games? Honestly, this is going to be just the shallow end of the pool when it comes to how to do this. There's so much to it that it's really hard to do it all in one little segment. So we're going to start off with what we, what we feel like we're good at. And I'm going to talk about Rocket League. Um, I I have had, my team has had success at Rocket League. We've won a couple of state titles. We're, we're very competitive. And a lot of it is the fact that I've just got great guys and, you know, and girls that are dedicated to the program. But the biggest thing that I can say about coaching Rocket League is I had one benefit that most esports coach didn't have is that I came from a soccer and basketball background, mostly soccer. And so I treated it like I was coaching soccer because it's Rocket League is soccer, hockey, and basketball all twisted into one, one, one electronic video game with remote control cars. So it was really interesting to teach those strategies, triangling, looking out, crashing the net. The verbiage came naturally to me. And so if I can tell anyone anything about coaching Rocket League is to treat it like it is the sport that it, it, it is virtually. It is soccer and hockey and basketball. Think of those aspects and coaching will come a lot easier too. Forming a team will come a great deal easier to do as that is difficult. Yeah, figuring out who works well with who because students are going to want to play with their friends. But, you yes. know, we're, we're not here to play with friends. That's a club. No. We're here to win. Students will get mad at you for that, but you have to make them understand that this is a sport and you don't put like a third string person on the field. And you also have to take into consideration their feelings, though, because I agree. You and I are 100% on the same page. I just know that if you try to force them to play with someone that they, they're not going to enjoy, their performance naturally just goes down. Mm-hmm. Gamers, you re- you don't placate to them, but you let them make their you let them make you make let them think they're making decisions. So it's like, hey, we want so and so to play with us. I'm like, really? Is that what you're thinking? Tell me why. And just kind of building that relationship with your players, especially that's what I've noticed. Uh, for sure, I don't really have a coaching background. Um... I have the gamer, like the competitive gamer background. That's, a, that's, a, that's an advantage. That's an advantage too. <laughs> so, you know, when I first started, it's like, well, I knew how to play 
League of Legends, but I was thinking, okay, how do I teach kids who have never played that before? Right. And the tutorial in League of Legends is nothing like a real match. It became a running meme in one uh-huh. of my programs. Um, yep. We actually printed it on a shirt when a student like got in a real match, and and they said that this is not like the t- tutorial. And I right. died laughing. <laughs> yes, we've done that too. Yes. So Rocket League, I didn't really know as much like I I knew how to help students communicate better Um, I taught them about different rotations and we learned that by watching professionals play and dissecting what they did and then when we did our matches we would record them and then we would watch them and talk about what went well and what went wrong and I did that for Rocket League and League of Legends. Good work we did some of that with League of Legends and we did a lot of that with Rocket League I mean, we, we also would get a hold of our player, our, our competitive matches. I would scout. I, I, I would be on RL Tracker. We would be on uh, Ball Chaser. I would know the player we were playing against by the end of the day better than the kid knew himself. Because my kids would, I mean, he's won this many matches. He's played against this person. We know he's played against X. I mean, I mean, breaking it down. Like, he uses too much boost when he's going around the left rotation. Okay, guys. Yeah, I mean, I felt like I was back coaching soccer. It's like, my guys are giving me a breakdown. And I'm learning. I'm learning the lingo. And I'm like, yep, all right, I'm watching. I know what you're talking about now. Let's do it. It was so much fun. I think that's what I loved about it. It was getting reminded of me and my, my soccer coach today. But I was learning so much more from them about this. Because even though I was a good gamer, I had never played Rocket League. So I had to learn how what, what the basics were. It was fascinating how much I was learning from my students and how much and how much how willing and engaged that they were. Now, League of Legends. <laughs> that, uh, that's my area of expertise. I can tell you the one thing that matters as a coach: rankings, playing ranked matches. Mm-hmm. Did you mm-hmm. run into that problem where your students didn't play ranked matches ever? Yeah, just- and I didn't understand that because I'm I like, listen, you need to play against other people who are working as a cohesive team, not with a bunch of randos in um right. like normal or, or flex or whatever. Flex. You need, yeah. to play, you need to play ranked matches. And they just didn't want to because they said it was too much pressure. But I'm like, it's going to simulate it's the same what, pre- what game the, day is. Yeah, it's the same pressure you're going to get every match. And you could, I, I don't know, I'm sure you could too. You knew teams that just played random matches, and then you were, you played teams who only played ranked matches. You, I mean, shout out to some of the state champions out there. I mean, it's it's night and day, night and day. Oh yeah, the the skill difference between teams who play ranked matches or who play together outside of practice is right. vastly different. And that was a problem I had with my students. Like after yes. practice, I'm like. For first, you know, there's only so many hours in the week that we can practice and it's not enough. Like if you want to be good at League of Legends, you are eating, breathing and living that. So I told them eight hours a day at least. Yeah, you have to play together outside of when we practice. And it took them a while to figure that out. But once they did, they realized, oh, if we play together, then our teamwork will get better versus if we all just play solo and then come together on match day and just mess it up and start yelling and screaming at each other because we can't work together. 
Well, it's just fascinating to me because with the Rocket League, my guys uh, naturally started playing together more, and they had so many hours outside of that they were playing. My my Rocket League guys were putting in, you know, a thousand to three thousand hours. I had, you know, had already had that many hours coming into the season, and then my League of Legends guys, you know, we play on the weekends. You know, we get over at Steve's house, we do a land. I'm like, and then I've got my one competitive kid who's a plat. You're going, <laughs> get over here and make them a team. Yeah, I mean, League is definitely a team-based game now yes. if, you, if you have a couple of platinums they can carry a team <laughs> yes, but, yes. Um, shout out to david david <laughs> Still if, appreciate you. if you have like a weak link in a league of legends team there it's is over. almost a guarantee it's going to be over it's going to snowball very quickly within like the first 10 to 15 minutes so let's play a little judgment where do you hide your weak link when you when you've had one on your league of legends team where, 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 do, you, where do you put them uh they become a sub sub you don't have a support? <laughs> hey, now listen, I, I started playing as support. Support is not <laughs> an easy role. Yeah, no, I'm teasing. You know I had to show the, throw the joke out there. No, honestly, I've hit mine in top lane. I've had some weak players, and it's like... Yeah, top top lane is a pretty safe bet for weak players because, honestly, yeah. there's there's not a whole lot going on at top. You're just trying to nope. like hang on to your, your towers. Towers. Team fights happen, and then if you're the tank, you know, you're kind of trying to soak up the damage. Yep. And so you had you had them up there. You know this. A mid, a mid can make or break, make or break, makes or break your match. The if jungler. That, the jungler too. If you've got a mid and a jungler who are both strong players, you're gonna overtake teams with three or four mediocre players quickly. You may have a couple of weak links, but you've got that mid, you've got that mid laner and that bottom laner and, and, and a jungler. You're gonna you're gonna win matches that you're not supposed to. Yeah, I was gonna say if you're starting out and you're trying to do League of Legends, you need to make sure that you have a strong jungle, mid, and ADC. And, mm-hmm. and with, with ADCs, if they can't hold the lane, then move them. It's time to move them. I've had kids who were like, "I'm an ADC. I want to be an ADC," and then they just get destroyed. And then it's like, you listen, you can't be feeding the mm-hmm. enemy team and be an ADC. You have to be guaranteed getting kills, or you're just going to like snowball the game. It's right, right. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like your top laner who feeds, who feeds, and you, you you're just going, "What are you doing to me?" You just get you, their top laner now is coming down and eating the mid for breakfast. I mean, nom, nom, just, nom, 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 nom. Yes, and. A support who doesn't know how to support, doesn't know how to stay back, doesn't know how. I mean, we can all go through the problems that we've had as coaches, you know, in, in these different sports. I would say with League of Legends, League of Legends is hard because it's multi-layered. Um, if you have a, a group of kids that's interested, you know, have them watch professional gamers. Have yes. them watch people on YouTube and learn that way. Have them watch and then have them run drills because that's what we did. Uh, mm-hmm. When we practiced, it was Monday practice. Tuesday was game day. Wednesday, we would kind of analyze what we did. Mm-hmm. And then Thursday, Friday would be drill day where each like Lane would work on a specific drill. Right. I I instituted where we had, we had like you said, a, a skill day, a drill day, and then I'd have a ranked match day where we're going to sit and just play ranked matches together. And I'm we're coaching through it. I've got it on the big screen. I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, guys, where are we losing? And their point right here. Everybody circle it up and let's go to it. And we watched a lot, honestly, um, for season two, we, a lot, we watched a lot of the state championships from Georgia. They, mm-hmm. I mean – that was some good matches uh, in that first season. I mean, they all have been good. Don't get me wrong, but I just remember because I was there how how strong those matches were. And if you get the opportunity to go to a state championship, you definitely should. It's very fun. Like it's, it's a lot of fun. It's definitely an experience. Um, I recently went to the one that was at West Georgia, and it was an amazing facility. Um, 
They did it on their basketball court, but you know, the gigantic Jumbotron screen. Awesome. They were like, they were showing you the matches like on that screen. It was just, it was incredible. It was That's great. really cool. Um, fun little side note Ashley and I met at each other at a state championship. Um, uh, I told him to get off the stage. Get off the stage. I would like to say now, I was polite to you and to. There was no rule about me being on that stage. And Plavius was making up a rule as they went. I will also say I was extremely polite to you. You extraordinarily polite. You were like, I don't want to be saying this. And I was like, I don't want to say anything back. We were both like trying to be polite. She knew I was tense. Like in the middle of a state championship match. And I still, I will argue this. I had, not for me, you want to talk about all coaches have a right to be behind the screen. If 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 we're coaches, we should be behind our players. And I don't, like you said, I don't think that's a rule. I haven't read that anywhere, but in, in that state championship. Oh yeah. It, they wanted me off the stage because I was messing mm-hmm. up the shot. I'll be honest. I know. <laughs> what was funny at West Georgia, there was not a stage t- to get on. Right. So. It, and that's what I'm saying. Again, shout out to, is it Mount DeSales that hosted, right? That was Mount mm-hmm. DeSales that hosted that championship. With a they Cooper. Ran, they, it was Cooper. Cooper. Who, it was yeah. Cooper. Yeah, Cooper at Mount Sales, and it was a fantastically ran program. Plavius didn't do anything wrong by asking me to get off. It was just they were going for certain shots. I'm having fun with that because Jonathan tries <laughs> to get on stage after I pulled down after being up there. And then yeah. I had to I had to go tell the other coach to get off, and that was the whole thing. And it wasn't a bad. He he had a right to say something, but just guess yeah. what? I've been up there for like three matches. Yeah. But my boys, it was so great. Actually, a little end of that story. My boys were so great. They go, Nick, set up. It's okay. We got this. Yeah. <laughs> I walked off the stage and they did. I was like. And then, honestly, once uh, Pickens won the <laughs> championship that year, uh, uh-huh. ha- half of the audience left. And half? Like half? Was- three fours. Okay, there was I- like three fours of the audience who left. And then I got up and I said, all right. <laughs> Where are you going? Yeah, where'd everybody go? We saw our boys, and I did. I brought great flashback. That that team consisted of tennis player, start starting soccer, starting football. And so I had teams, like our entire soccer team came. Half the football team came. Tennis, I mean, I had such a mix. I had parents. I had one of my old professors, my old my, one of my co-hosts. She came and she, somebody goes, so which one's yours, kid? And she goes, the coach. <laughs> so... I remember that because yeah. she, she won the headsets or whatever right, right. was given out. Right. And she was like, oh, it, my son's the coach. My son's the coach. Because Tyra and I, are, we've known each other for 20 some odd years. And she's she's like my big sister. So it was really, and I'm like, they thought you were my mom. And she goes, no, they thought I'm my mom. I mean, you get yelled at. Shout out, Tyra. Kill us off. Woo. Yeah. So the next game uh, I'll talk about is Splatoon 2. My Ooh. my kids did participate in that um last, last season. Um, All of two teams, right? Of the false. Um, they they participated. Play versus actually sent us four switches, oh, four copies wow. of the game, and four. Hold on, it was four switches, two controllers, and four copies of the game, and then four online access for the. So it was I pretty nice. This. This is I'm, real mix. I'm, I'm a super coach. Um, anyway, <laughs> my kids like they played Splatoon, and for those of you who don't know what that is, it's basically like a paintball game, and you shoot paint at each other, and the goal is to cover the ground with your color paint. That's what you do. 
So coaching that, um, it was kind of difficult because Nintendo's online um, service uh, stinks. Uh, and then, nice. It is infantile. <laughs> you know, then if you're at school, your IT department could block um, that online service. It has to be like a certain type. Like yes. we were Nat B, and I know that that worked, but I know that some schools were Nat F, and they were just blocked each time, and then they had to forfeit because we could never connect with them via game. Right. Back. That's a terrible way to have to forfeit. Um, but coaching that game, you just you got to make them play. Like they just have to play and talk about communication. That's really what a lot of these games come down to is, are they communicating effectively? Like, Hey, this person's over here. Just killed me. Watch out there behind you. Like that kind of stuff. And my kids, they weren't really into Splatoon too much. So I don't think we're actually going to play it this upcoming season, but we will use those switches for super smash and Mario Kart. Which Nick's, I think you had a more successful Super Smash than I did. So if you want to talk about, well, I don't know about successful. I just, I, I, my, we had several teams. One, I had a lot of interest in Super Smash Brothers. Um, I had played some in the past, but I also very, I benefited very much from my assistant coaches for that, um, Frankie Sparks and Daniel Johnson. They came in and saved my bacon on it because they were, they're, they're, they're ranked players in Smash. They're really good Smash players. And so they kind of had it orchestrated. I orchestrated it at first, and they went along with it, much like a tournament-based style. We would play for position every day until we had to lock uh, rosters. And so we were playing. We I, I, I forged out of fire my three best players. And what we had learned is just like anything else, is getting online and playing ranked games. Um, so few of my guys were playing, playing that. Now, they were the best in the school because they were the best of their buddies, but they were no better than anybody else who played the game because all they would play the friend. The other thing I had to learn as a coach was having to break the news to a player that a certain character wasn't just going to work just because the, the, their favorite, their favorite player was out there. Their favorite character out there was out there. Their favorite fighter didn't mean that was the one they needed to compete with. It wasn't their best. And so I, I had to break the news to a couple of guys like, Hey, yeah, you like Donkey Kong, but your link is so much better. And, you know, and them having to learn to play with multiple characters to have offsets when they played against heavier characters and lighter characters and faster characters, medium characters and stuff like that, or projectile based characters. That was the hardest thing to do was getting them to understand that it just couldn't be. I like to play with Donkey Kong. I like to play with Mario. I like to play with, you know, uh, who was the one that came out lately? It was um, Joker. And so I mean, it's just, or, or dark, dark Samus. And what about you? I was lazy when it came to smash. Like I'm not a fighting game person. I never have been. I know, you but- did, yeah. I wasn't really much help to my students. I will admit that like they were kind of on their own. And I mean, I had some really good players that kind of like stepped up and helped the the players who needed improvement. And I would watch them and I would ask questions. But I will say in my defense, when you're trying to maintain like eight different games, there's just I'll be honest with you. There's there's not enough time in the day for me between, you know, teaching full time you know, going home, cooking, going to the gym, working on a dissertation, working on like stuff like this. There's just, you know, if it's not something that I'm personally interested in, it's very hard for me to like engage with it. And I know that's bad for me to say as a coach, but I'll be honest, like smash just. We're growing you know, too fast. We know it's okay to say we're growing too fast. We went from coaching two, two, two games a season, you know, League of Legends and, you know, we'll throw in Smite. I'm not trying to, you know, throw any shade on Smite, but it's just not as, as a big, you know, it hasn't had a Georgia regional league yet. So because of lack of participation, but 
we went from two to three games to eight games. And like you said, there's not enough. I don't have enough space to practice mm-hmm. that many kids. I mean, so I have like Rocket League Day, League of Legends Day, mm-hmm. um, you know, Smash Day. You know, you know, when we add some of the other games, I don't have enough room. There's, I don't think any school would have enough room to get all that in at once, especially with the number, especially with Mario Kart coming because. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Great Equalizer when it comes to getting girls to play. And I'm saying this in the most positive way. I am glad that we finally got a game that's going to attract that. It's about time. It's about time. I don't know if I would have gone Mario Kart, but I appreciate a game that pulls in a diverse group of players. And I would say ideally, like in an ideal sports world, you would have um, coaches for each of those games that kind of specialized in those games. But a lot of programs, you know, were flying solo with people who might not even play games and they're just doing it for the kids. And that's perfectly fine. Like if you're an esports coach, that doesn't mean that you have to coach. Like a lot of what you might do is just administrative task. Yeah. If you if you want your kids to get better, just tell them, listen, you got to go on YouTube and you got to watch these players. And that's how you're going to get better, because I personally like don't play this game. And it's OK to focus where your strengths are. I I am a I am known as the Rocket League coach. I mean, that's that's what my my guys talk to me about. And that's what we I, I focus on, because that's where our strengths are. Now, we I now am I more now Rocket League and Smash? Yes. Now, League of Legends. I Exactly. Hey, guys, get on YouTube. I'm going to practice with you some, but this isn't, I don't, I don't know the lore. I don't know the background of the game. So I need you to really, I need you to step up for me and coach, coach Nick's on this. I want to get you everything you need to be successful. You got the best keyboards, the best mice, everything that you can have, but I'm going to need you to work on your own and just be honest with the kids about it. Well, that's it folks. Thank you so much. We have gone over a lot, the history of esports, the, the, the definitions of esports, how to coach, how to build a program. Ashley, you've done it all too. What do you got to say? Um, I just want to say, like, I know it's it might be overwhelming um, at first. And we've, like, really just scratched the surface because we're trying to keep these episodes short. Like, we'll talk more in detail about funding and toxic behavior and things like that. But, you know, just, just be honest with the kids. Like, if coaching isn't your thing, you're just there to, like, facilitate and, you know, just just try to have as much fun as possible. And remember that we're doing this for the students to provide them with like this great opportunity in this amazing fast growing sport. Hey, guys, look, you're it's a it's, we're privileged to do it. But also at the same time, remember, the esports report is going to educate you. but We're also going to entertain you. We're going to be talking about some highlights and actual state championships games that your guys are playing and also look at some pro games here on the esports report. Thanks for tuning in, guys. This is host Will Nix. See you next week. Ashley. Bye, guys. We hope you enjoyed the content. And as always, please, please, please contact us. Like, leave comments down below. You know, if you're listening to this on iTunes, you know, please leave a rating. We are working on improving the audio with each episode. Email us at theesportsreporths at gmail.com because we want to hear from you. We want to engage with you. We want to know what you want to know about so we can make this for you. And find us on social media at the Esports Report on Facebook, at the Esports Reports on Instagram. What's our Twitter again? The the Esport Report on Twitter. It's also the Esport Report on Facebook. Right. So we're... We're there. Find us, like us, subscribe (laughs) to us, and watch us over and over again. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. Bye.